0: Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a climbing coach, business coach, and brain rewiring certified coach. In this podcast, we'll talk about all things climbing, business growth, and brain rewiring from a holistic point of view. You can hear more from me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You can find freebies for training for climbing, building your business, and brain rewiring over there. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am coming to you from the new apartment. I am super, super excited about this new apartment. So that means I'm in a different closet this time. Hopefully the sound is going to play nice. My dog Ollie has been barking at just about every single new noise lately as he adjusts, we'll call it, to his environment. This is pretty common for him. He is kind of an On edge little dog. He gets triggered really easily, so hopefully he will be good to go during this episode and during the recording. I am pumped about today's topic. I'm talking all about how to move the needle in your business forward with limited time. I think that this is just such a good topic in general and for life as well because... We're busy. Everybody's busy. It's like kind of this trophy thing like, no, I'm busier. No, I'm busier. I was actually watching this really funny reel that I want to try to recreate in the coming future about These two people, I mean, it's the same person, but they're playing two different roles. And one of them's like, I'm the busiest. No, I'm the busiest. I just had a baby and I'm going to the gym every single day. And they just kind of like kept one upping each other on who's busier. And I really do think that that speaks to the way that our society is right now. The way that we kind of try to just do the most and be like the most productive. And we just run ourselves into the ground while doing that. So what I really wanted to talk about is how to actually move the needle forward in your business. And we're going to talk all about, like, what am I even saying when I say move the needle forward, but how to actually grow your business when you have limited time. And I kind of want to introduce this concept, too, that, like, it's not just if you have limited time, but in limited time, because the whole point of all of this is not to just be working all of the time. It's not to just, you know work all the time and put the rest of your life on hold, to put fun on hold, to put play on hold. Like, running your business can be very seamless into the rest of your life. For me, I think I actually really love the way that I blend work and play into my day, and I very rarely feel like I have to do things inside my business. And that has been a goal of mine since the start, because for me, it's really difficult for me to force myself to do things if I don't want to do them. If I, like, truly deep down, I'm like, nope, this isn't something that I want to do, it's it's not going to be very fun for me to do it, and it's probably not going to be very fun on whoever's reading the thing, listening to the thing, or interacting with me if I don't truly want to do it. So this episode is going to be a lot about how can we free up some time for you. There's probably a lot of pockets of time that maybe you're you're working and maybe you feel like you're moving the needle forward, but maybe you're actually not. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of an audit inside this episode as well. So let's go into some updates. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I just moved. Also last week was Black Friday, Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday. Today is giving. Tuesday. There's a lot happening. Like, there's just a lot happening, and that's also why I wanted to record this episode with the holidays coming up and everything. I think between different obligations with family, with travel, with, you know, wanting to go do stuff for yourself, like, it just makes time seem a lot more limited. So, with the move, um, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend moving <laughs> and trying to host Black Friday sales at the same time. I think I'll avoid that in the years to come, but I actually think it went really well. I had things planned, planned. I let myself be inspired and I kind of just like let it unravel and unroll as it wanted to and I'm really happy with the result and I'm really happy with the fact that I actually didn't end up working very much because my attention was needed elsewhere. It was needed helping move things, unpacking things, and really getting settled into this new space and feeling a little bit more grounded going into this week. So some updates. I am so freaking excited because my six-month master mastermind, which I actually gave a name to it. I'm so pumped to announce this. The six-month mastermind Activate is going to be opening to the waitlist for enrollment very soon. So you can actually hop on the waitlist if you head to the link in the show notes and you can join the waitlist for this six-month mentorship. I am so pumped about this because if you are a business owner looking to scale to six figures and beyond, so multiple six figures, seven figures, this is the mastermind for you. We're going to be having weekly calls, half-day intensives. What we're really going to be focusing a lot on is the energetics inside of your business business, we are going to talk a lot about, of course, strategy, but beyond the strategy. What do you have to back up your business in those moments where you're not selling, your programs aren't doing as well as you wanted them to, you want to take some time off. It's that roller coaster of emotions that I really think that strategy totally misses the mark on. What we really need to be focusing on is the energetics. How are you as a business owner taking care of yourself? How do how well do you know yourself? And that's what's really going to reflect in your business. So again, you can join the waitlist to be the first to know when spots are going to open. This will run January through June. Six months of mentorship with me. I am so incredibly excited about this. This will be a very small group of women. There will only be six spots available for this mastermind. This is a lot of what I'm going to be focusing on through the rest of the year is this Mastermind Activate. What I really wanted was to build a good base and foundation with Ignite. So Ignite is kind of like, you know, it's a spark that started everything. And then Activate is like, how do we put everything that we learned from Ignite into place? How do we actually grow this thing, make it happen? How do we activate the magic and the energy within inside of us? You do not need to have gone through Ignite to join Activate but you do have to have a business that brings in consistent revenue and income around 2 k per month in order to start building on some of the principles that we're going to be learning inside of the mastermind. We're going to have guest experts inside of this. I'm so excited. I'm going to be bringing in some of the top leaders in the industry to talk about things like branding, website. We're going to do energy healing sessions, breathwork sessions to really bring it all together because, again, it's more than just the strategy. It's the energetics, it's the support. I really love this idea of a trifecta. It's the energy, the support, and the strategy all coming together as one. If you focus too heavily on strategy, you're going to lose out on the fun and ease that your business can be. If you focus too heavily on support, then you might fail to implement your own unique intuition and your knowledge. And if you focus too heavily on the energetics, you might not feel grounded enough to actually connect with your audience. So we do truly need all three of these. Again, you can learn more, Using the link in the show notes would love, love, love to have you in the mastermind if this is something that speaks to you. moving on into our topic for today. So, moving the needle forward in your business with limited time. So, let's talk about what moving the needle actually means. So, first I want to kind of give this example. So, Instagram, very popular social media tool. We can use this for many things. We can use this for connecting with people, building community, growing our business, and a lot of the times what I will find, not as much anymore myself, but definitely my clients doing, is just scrolling on Instagram and then they're like wondering, they're like, why isn't my business growing? I'm spending a lot of time on social media. What really matters is how we're using that time. What are you doing with the time that you're spending on there? Are you engaging with potential ideal client avatars or are you just looking at puppy pictures? <laughs> okay, I'm super guilty of that. And um, my latest obsession is actually watching people dance. I mean, they look like they're gliding. It's insane. I'm like, these people are held by strings. And I, I do set a timer for myself and kind of like make sure that I'm not just wasting a ton of time on that. But when we talk about moving the needle, what I really mean here is, is making sure that you are doing the things that moves your business forward, that makes you money inside your business. We really need to be thinking about, am I participating in the activities that is actually going to grow my business, or am I just doing busy work that makes me feel productive, but it's not actually reflecting in gaining any clients, making any money, or generating any leads. So that's what I mean when I say move the needle forward, is are we actually moving the needle forward on your business? Is your business growing because of the things that you're doing. So I've actually got nine different things that we need to really take into consideration when we think about growing or scaling our business. So number one is understanding that time is a construct. So we'll get into this uh, more in a future episode about how time is a construct, but what I really want to pull out here is The more that we say that we don't have time, the more you literally will not have time. We can, again, talk about expanding time in another episode, but our thoughts create our reality. This is what I talk about all the time with brain rewiring. And if you want your reality to feel like you never have any time, like it's always just slipping away from you, that you always wish you had more hours in the day, that you're always just so busy, keep telling yourself and everybody around you that you're super busy. So I want you to be super aware of the language that you're using. Are you wearing that I'm busy as a badge of honor? Or could you actually slow it down, tell your brain, you know what, things feel overwhelming right now, but I actually am feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like I have control of things. And this doesn't necessarily mean like lie to yourself about this. We're going to get into the eight other things that go into this. And I think that that'll kind of really paint a nice, picture for you. But what I'm saying is be really conscious of your language that you are using because, again, our thoughts, the things that we say, the things that we don't say, that just the things that float around in our head, those are what ultimately create our reality and our words have so much power. Our cells are always, always listening. So just make sure that you're being very conscious of that. Number two is to identify your money-making activities. This is so incredibly important. And kind of going back to that Instagram example that I shared is, okay, yes, Instagram is a tool. It can be a very powerful one, but you can be using it for different things. Again, you can be using it to just connect and build community, which is awesome. Or you could actually be using it to talk to potential ideal client avatars, do market research, invite them on discovery calls, invite them to work with you. So it's just what is the intention behind the thing that you're doing? So a lot of people, when they maybe think of money-making activities, they're not focusing on the right things. They're focusing on things like, oh, I need to build a website. If I build a website, then they'll come. This is not true. um, Unless you're a website designer then absolutely work on the website showcase you know show what you can do but really make sure that you're asking yourself when you're doing every activity in your business is this something that's bringing me closer to generating leads to inviting clients to work with me or having clients sign up with me So tasks like working with current clients, this really helps with client retention. That is a needle mover. That's a money-making activity. We like that. We love it. Things like talking with clients. So not just random DMs, like I think... A lot of business owners and entrepreneurs get stuck in the friend zone with people. It's nice to make friends over the internet. I've done this with a lot of people, but I think it's maintaining the authority in your niche aspect that people tend to ignore and forget. And then they're wondering, why are people not signing up to work with me? You know, this person would potentially be great for this offer, but it seems like they're just interested in chit chatting. It's really making sure that you're either constantly bringing the conversation back to what it is that you can offer and what you can. Can do or making sure that you're setting boundaries around okay, yep. I go in sometimes to just connect with people, but other than that, I really can't respond to a lot of DMs that are just you know chit chat type of DMs. So making sure that you are educating and connecting with people. I think that that's really important. That is absolutely a money-making activity. So things like getting on stories on Instagram. If you have a podcast, that's a really excellent way to do that as well. Any way that you can really get your message out and be more visible in front of people. Maybe you like YouTube, so that's creating videos, educational videos, and always remembering to have a call to action at the end. Okay, this person listened to this thing that they're all amped up, they're inspired, what do they do next? How do they take that next step with you? The call to action at the bottom is really important. If you liked this video, make sure you click this link here to join my next upcoming offer. Something like that so that people can kind of follow along and continue on the journey with you. Other money-making activities include gaining clarity on offers that you have so you can speak about them more clearly, so that you can Actively speak to the transformations that you offer people after they work with you. The more clearly that you can speak to and about your offer, the more that your potential clients will understand the transformations that they can get from working with you. The more that they'll actually see themselves in the offer that you're speaking about other money-making activities include inviting people on discovery calls and pitching yourself. I cannot express how important this is. I know I have said this before on the podcast, but all of my first offers, so probably at least the first six months in my business, the reason that I sold my offers out is because I reached out to people and asked them to work with me because I had connected with these people, these women ahead of time, and I knew exactly what they were struggling with, and I created offers that solved those problems. Then I invited those women to come in and work with me and solve those problems. That is exactly how I did things. I know putting yourself out there can be really scary, but if you have something that you're really passionate about, you really believe in it, and you know that it can absolutely change lives, why not? I mean, you already have right now, as you're sitting here, you have a no If you go and ask somebody to work with you and they say no, great, you're in the same spot and you can move on. But if you never ask and you never try, you're never going to know. So I think that that's a really important one is making sure that you are inviting people to work with you. You're actually moving that needle forward and not just hoping that the needle will be moved forward by the universe. You actually have to be in alignment with that. You have to do the work as well. Other things, kind of like I mentioned, is growing your visibility and your reach. So that could be growing things like your email list, making sure that you are doing reels on Instagram, making sure that you are putting yourself out there consistently so that people actually know that you exist. Because if they don't know that you exist, they can't find you and they can't work with you. Okay, number three, I think that this one is going to be maybe more of like a strategic side of things. But I think finding a schedule that works for you is extremely important. And what I mean by that is, finding your pockets of time that work really well for you to work I know I've mentioned this with exercise and with training before and for me that is earlier morning like before noon I typically try to train because I get a great workout and I feel really energized for that the longer in the day that I wait for my workout the more likely it is to not happen so for me sometimes I'll get up and I'll start working I do not take client calls before noon so that's kind of like my hard hard thing right there my hard Know my boundary is that I need to do things on a timeline where it feels good for me to do them. I know in the past I was doing a lot of calls later at night at 7, 8 p.m. and I am just not a later night person. I am just, I'm a morning person. I do really well from like noon to four or five. So I try to schedule a lot of my times during that because I know that my clients are going to get the best out of me during those pockets of time. So really identifying a schedule that works for you. I think setting a timer for certain tasks is really eye-opening. So how long did it take you to write that email? How long did it take you to write that Instagram post? The more clarity that you have on how much time do I spend here? How much time do I spend there? The better able you're going to be to schedule these things into your day and into your calendar. So I think that kind of going along with this setting a timer for yourself on tasks, the other side of that is set a timer for yourself when you're doing things. If you give yourself two hours to do something, you'll take all two hours. If you give yourself 30 minutes, you'll take 30 minutes. This is key when it comes to becoming more efficient with different tasks. I also really love to recommend to my clients that they do similar tasks on the same day. So if you're trying to constantly switch between different tasks, let's say, for example, you're doing content creation and then you're recording a podcast episode and then you're doing client calls and then you're trying to hop back into writing an email, your brain is all sorts of jumbled. You need different types of energy for each of those tasks. So if you can keep different things on different days and keep similar tasks on the same day, that is really how you're going to become the most efficient with your time. This is called batching. We're going to talk about this in point number six, but batching is seriously the key to, I think, becoming more efficient and more productive with the time that you have. So for me, I have specific days that I do things. On Wednesdays, I do my coaching calls. I've switched things up a little bit. I used to do coaching calls on Mondays. I've since reached or moved them to Wednesday because I just like having a little bit of a bridge and a gap between the weekend and starting my work week. And I've been doing a lot more content creation on Mondays. I do podcast things on Tuesdays. So I just kind of have different days that each of these tasks fall into. And then, of course, I leave time for when I'm feeling inspired to do things as well. I'm not a super rigid calendar person. I know that some people love to operate that way and it works really well for them, but for me, I like to leave it a little bit more free-flowing. So I think that also setting a quit time at the end of the day, the end of the workday, is crucial. Like, if you just constantly let yourself work from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., like, yeah, you can do that. You can totally build a business that way, but, like, why would you want to? So, set a quit time and stick to it. I think that it can be rather difficult in the beginning to stick with it because you're like, oh my gosh, things aren't done, but it really is just understanding that what needed to get done in that day got done, and you have the whole next day to start doing things again, and at a certain point in time, you do have to remove yourself from that hustle culture in order to, I think, preserve our health, our sanity. Like, it's just, it's impossible to keep up with. So, it's it's boundaries. It's protecting yourself. That self-care, self-love. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I am pretty obsessed with Organifi. I have tried just about all of their products at this point, and i I don't see this slowing down anytime soon. I like to have a, what I call, nightcap. It is definitely a healthier option than I think the typical nightcap, but I use one of the Organifi chocolate products every night. So whether that's the Chocolate Gold or the Harmony, I mix it with a little bit of Fizzy Vantage Collagen, a little bit of non-dairy creamer, and it is so It's like adult hot chocolate, but it actually has benefits for your hormones. Something that I've been focusing on a lot lately has been hormone balancing. For me, this is something that has been a journey of a little over five or six years now, really trying to figure out my cycle and trying to figure out how I can feel best all month long instead of having those crashes right before my period starts and then feeling really bad and then taking a while to recover. For me, I just want to feel as good as I can all the time. So having those hormone balancing and hormone supporting components in the Organifi is super, super helpful for me. If you've been wanting to try out anything from Organifi, you can use my code LADYBETA, all one word, for 15% off. I highly recommend if you only try one thing, Absolutely, my top choice would be Harmony. My next top choice would probably be Chocolate Gold. And then after that, I might do the vanilla protein. I love, love, love it. I've been using it in my smoothies lately. And it is quinoa protein. It is pumpkin seed protein. And you can actually digest it. It's amazing. Like, you don't have the weird stomach gurgles after it. And the flavor is awesome awesome. It actually makes my smoothies taste better, which is a huge benefit and a huge bonus. And I know with a lot of protein powders that might be sweetened with monk fruit or stevia, they kind of like had this weird aftertaste flavor type of thing where it's like your tongue is kind of exploding because it's like too sweet. This definitely doesn't have that, which I'm really excited about. It's such a unique and amazing flavor and I've been using it every single day and I've been absolutely loving it. So again, if you want to try out any Organifi products, you can use my discount code LadyBeta and that will get you 15% off. And if you do order things, definitely tag me on Instagram. I would love to see what you got. So I think something else that can be really helpful kind of under this umbrella of finding a schedule that works for you is challenging yourself to only work a few hours a day and seeing what can happen. Um, I don't know if you've read the book Four Hour Work Week, but that could be a really great read. Um, I haven't read all of it. I don't t- tend to read a lot of self-help type books, but it really is all about how can we fit everything that we need to do in a day? How can I get organized? How can I get clear enough to where I knock all the tasks out? And then great, I have the rest of my day to do whatever I want with. It's kind of like the idea with training. It's that minimal effective dose? What's going to move the needle forward the most to where I don't actually have to spend all day doing it? Okay, so number four, I alluded to this just a second ago, but it's trusting that what needs to get done will get done. This is surrender. This is, I think, very, very difficult, especially for a lot of the female clients that I work with, is just trusting that everything that absolutely needed to get done was finished. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, there are always more things that we can be doing. The list of to-do items is never, never ending. There's always something else that you can be doing. But if you don't actually trust that, okay, I did enough for today, I feel proud of myself, I feel happy with that, I'm going to call it quits, then you're never going to be able to feel proud of what you have accomplished and feel proud of what you have done inside your business. So I really think that it's that aspect of trust. What needed to get done today did get done, and I trust myself to do that. I trust myself to finish those tasks. Number five, I've talked about this before on here a lot, is hiring people, asking for help. Could I say this anymore? Probably not. I think many, many business owners wait far too long to hire people, whether it's from fear that they're, you know, going to not be able to make enough money to pay that person. Maybe they're thinking nobody could do this better than me. Nobody could do it as good as me. And here's the thing with hiring is until we start to hire people, we are the middle men, middle women in our business. Our business cannot grow beyond us. At a certain point in time, we do not have more capacity. Again, we're not trying to work more hours in the day. We're trying to free up time for ourselves. So if you can offload tasks, even if they're small, onto other people and pay them for it, you're going to free up so much more time, so much more mental space for yourself to stay in the zone of genius. I think a really common misbelief is nobody's going to do this task, whatever it is, as good as me. And I think that's false. I absolutely think that there are many people out there that could actually do it better than you, but you're not giving them the chance to try. I think this a lot of this comes back to control and wanting to have our hands in every single aspect of our business. I do think it's really important to know how to do the different tasks inside of our business. You know, things like basic website design, podcast editing. I know how to do every single aspect of my business. There's nothing that I don't know how to do. However, I think it would be really detrimental to my business as a whole and my company that I'm running for me to think that I'm the best person to do all of those tasks. Absolutely not. You know what I'm really good at? I'm really good at coaching. I'm really good at being the face behind my business and everything else can be outsourced. Somebody else can do every single other one of those tasks and I do not need to be the person doing them. So hiring is a huge one. That is a lot of what we're going to be working on inside Activate, the Mastermind, because this is a really common roadblock for women entrepreneurs we are used to doing it all we are used to taking on so much more than we need to and then trying to go above and beyond that and we oftentimes have a really hard time asking for help we have a really hard time saying hey I would love some help here you know whether we think it looks makes us look weak or vulnerable or whatever it is asking for help is one of the strongest things that you can do and I also think it's a really cool added bonus to be able to pay people for the help that they're giving you for me it's just like it puts a smile on of my face being able to pay other women to do tasks for me. I just, I absolutely love it. So, number six is batching when you feel inspired. I know some of my clients have dedicated days that they like to batch content. They like to batch things like emails or maybe reels, but I like to kind of leave it to more when I'm feeling inspired. When I feel like the words are really flowing through me, I can usually write a couple really good different things, maybe record a couple of different podcast episodes. And it's really all about leaving enough time and space in your schedule to actually allow that to happen. Because if you are so booked in on so many different sides, when can the inspiration and the creativity ever flow? So batching, I think, is a huge time saver because you can really knock a lot of things out at once because you're in the flow of that task's energy. Again, it's how can we stop task switching so much to where I can just focus on this one thing and really just all let it flow. So for example, I have been batching my reels that I've been doing. So I've been doing a 30-day reels challenge and by batching the content, what I'm really able to do is get in the zone. I get to find different audio clips that are fun. I'm I'm in the headspace. If I were to do these one by one, it would take me 10 times longer. I swear to God, if I set a timer, I would probably take about 10 times longer creating 10 reels at separate times than I would creating 10 different reels at one time. It is, it makes that much of a difference. Number seven is using automation features. I think that this is hugely important. So business owners, if you have not yet invested in services or programs that allow you to automate, please do yourself the favor and remove yourself from the middle of your business and let technology do some of these things for you. So you can automate email, you can automate Facebook posts, Instagram posts, pretty much everything. You can automate scheduling. That really takes a lot out of the work on your side. You can automate your funnels. There's so much that we can do with technology and it's really just allowing the technology to work for us instead of, again, Feeling like we need to have that control and always have our hands inside the business. So for me, I use automation on my email. I wrote a couple of different emails for Black Friday um, through the holiday weekend and scheduled those to send out at different times. I also left some time and space for me to feel inspired and creative and was able to send those out as well. Making sure that you are taking full advantage of the technology that is available at our fingertips. Like, honestly, like, you do not always need to be the one scheduling the post and, like, sending things out like you can do it a week ahead of time and have all of that done and ready to go for you Yes, it definitely takes a little bit more organization and ahead thinking, but I think it's so worth it because it truly will save you so much more time. And I'm not saying, oh, you're a failure if you don't have it all organized or if you you skip out on it one week. I'm just saying that this is a tool that you can use so that you're not in the trenches of your business every single day. You don't always need to be involved in the day-to-day activities for your business to grow and for it to scale. This is bringing me to... To number eight, this is probably my favorite point out of all of these, is working on the energetics. I've been talking a lot lately about energetics and how important they are to growing your business, and the first one under this category is learning how to rest more. I think this is, I know I've been guilty of this in the past. I've really been working a lot on my relationship with rest. Rest is where we receive. Rest is our feminine energy. Rest is where we can be creative. Rest is where we play, where we thrive. Rest is, for me, where I aim to be a lot of the time. I don't always want to be working and running around and in my masculine and doing things. I really want to just be relaxed, be sitting on the couch, be hanging out, be climbing, whatever it is, and enjoying myself, enjoying my time. So it's working a lot on why do I feel like I can't rest? Why do I feel like I can't stop? Why do I feel like I can't slow down? Why do I feel like my business needs me? If I were to be hit by a bus tomorrow, would my business still be thriving? Would my business still run? Would it still be successful? It's asking yourself those harder questions and doing something like shadow work if you do have a hard time taking rest. I know that I definitely did. I didn't want to be called lazy or unproductive or I just had a lot of negative connotation around. That if I thought that if I wasn't working all the time, if I wasn't proving my worth through how hard I was working, then I didn't deserve anything back. I didn't deserve to receive anything. Shadow work can look like meditating, it can look like journaling, it can look like really just diving deep into the corners of your mind and asking yourself, okay, what parts of myself am I trying to hide, sweep under the rug, and not show people? How can I actually start to integrate those feelings back inside of me and start to really? accept that these are fears, these are things that everybody deals with, that everybody has. And again, the whole point of this, how to move the needle forward with limited time, is not to just work all the time and be like uber productive and like be little machines. The point of this is how can I actually like take a stand against hustle culture and build a really successful business on my time to where I'm not burning myself out, I don't feel super overwhelmed and super stressed out all the time. So a lot too with working on the energetics is working on your Trauma potentially related to never being able to slow down. I think that busyness is a trauma response. And the more that we keep going, we stay busy, the more that we don't have to actually sit down and think about things. You know, it's it's definitely a, I think, a protection mechanism. And I think our brains do it to really protect us. And I think it can be a great thing, but I think that there's a certain point in time where you'll realize in your business that holy shit, I've been operating out of trauma for so long. And There's gonna be a point in time where you're like, I can no longer operate like this. I can no longer hustle my ass off. I know for me, that was like my first year-ish of business, full-time anyway, that I was really just hustling. I was operating on, I don't even know what. I look back at my calendar from like a year ago and I'm like, holy shit, how was I doing that many things in a day, in a week? My mind is literally blown. Like at this point, I couldn't even force myself to do that many things anymore. But here I am, just as successful, if not more successful, in my business doing less things. So I am proof that it can be done. I was definitely operating a lot out of, oh my gosh, okay, the busier I stay, the more productive I am, the more successful I am right? (laughs) I was, like, kind of trying to, I think, convince myself of that. So, I think with the energetics, it's a lot of how can we actually start to shift the way that we do things, the intentions that we have, and shift the actual energetics inside of us so that the energetics inside of our business can change. So, number nine, this is going to be the last one, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, is learn your human design. Please, please, please go learn your human design. I absolutely cannot recommend this enough. I have an entire podcast episode with Sandy where we talked all about human design. And with human design, the things that really opened my eyes is learning that I am a projector and I actually wasn't even built to work that much in a day, maybe four hours max. So that almost just gave me permission to start playing around with, well, what if I actually just tried to work four hours a day? What if I didn't actually work 12? (laughs) Can I actually make the same amount of money, make the same impact? working less. Let's just let's just try it out. This thing says that I should be able to do it and is that actually true? Turns out yes, it's absolutely true. Human design also taught me how I best make decisions. So I am in emotional authority in human design, which means that I have this huge emotional waves that come up when I need to make a decision, whether that's, you know, a decision about something in my business, about a client, whatever it is, I feel it very deeply. And I know for me that when I make decisions out of that place of the emotions, that I, it's usually not the right decision later on. So I actually need to wait a couple of days in order to make that bigger decision. And then usually it's going to be the one that is most aligned for me, the best for me, the best for my business. So That was a really helpful thing that I learned with my human design. I learned exactly what it is that I'm here for, you know, to teach people, to educate, to be a leader. I'm really here to speak a message. I have a defined throat in human design. So I I have a lot of words. I have a lot of things to say. And for me, it feels good to have a platform to be able to say them. And that just really reiterated, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be speaking this message and sharing these words. Another thing that I learned with human design that was really, really helpful is my Strategy. So my strategy as a projector is to be invited. And this, this one I think can be a little bit tricky sometimes because I typically do need to wait for the invitation for things, but that doesn't just mean I need to just like sit back and, you know, try to have the universe like serve me on a silver platter. But that means that I need to make myself so visible so that invitations just flow to me. It literally means that I need to become so magnetic that opportunities can't help but flow my way. I've also learned a lot about what type of environment is best for me, how best I can be eating. I don't want to say should, because I think, again, that implies a lot of guilt and shame, and especially around food. We actually don't need more of that, but how best I can be eating to support my body, how exercise, I can engage with exercise in a way that's actually going to be very productive for me and feel very in alignment. And those were all really eye opening things. Just being able to live further in alignment with my chart, and the more that I live in alignment with, with my chart. It, I swear to God, the easier that my life feels, which is, I think, what a lot of people are looking for. So these were kind of my eight top tips in order to really move the needle forward in your business with limited time. Going to recap them for you quickly. So it's understanding that time is a construct, and the more that we say we don't have time, the more that we won't. So understanding that words are really, really important. So list of this and split up all the different activities that you do inside your business. One side of the list is this. Okay, these activities do move me closer to making money inside my business. And the other side of the list is these activities actually don't make me any closer to making money inside of my business. Number three is finding a schedule that works for you. So setting a timer, making sure that you are understanding how long different tasks take you. Challenge yourself to set a quit time every single night and stick with it. And you can also challenge yourself to just work a few hours a day. Number four is trusting that what needs to get done will get done. That's trusting yourself. That's surrendering. Number five, high people, please do this, please do this thing. Um, if you are a business owner and you are making money in your business, I can assure you, you can hire somebody. And that will actually free up a lot more time for you to stay in your zone of genius. Therefore, making a bigger impact and being able to reach more people with the work that you do. Number six is batching when you feel inspired, when that inspiration hits, that can be reels, emails, content, whatever it is. Number seven is use automation features, use the technology, make it work for you number eight is working on your energetics. So, really working on your relationship with resting and receiving that feminine energy. Working on things like shadow work, trauma healing, all really important inside your business. And number nine is learn your human design. I cannot say enough good things about human design. It has been super eye-opening and a huge game changer for me inside my own business. I actually went and googled the human design of my business, which was really eye-opening as well. I am a projector in human design and my business is a manifesting generator. So, no wonder I feel like sometimes I can't keep up with my business because my business has a completely different profile than me. So, it really helps me to separate those two and understand, okay, this is why my business sometimes feels like it's so much because that's what it was meant to do. It was meant to do a lot. It is an energy being. It was meant to produce. It was meant to work. But me as a projector, I am not. So, I need to be able to separate myself from that. So hopefully this was helpful for you. This was a really fun list for me to be able to put together. And as we move again deeper into the holiday season, I think that you'll find some of these tips really helpful. If you listen to this and you loved this episode, be sure to tag me on Instagram. I love being able to repost the stories. I'm at ladybeta.coaching. I absolutely love seeing what you're enjoying from the podcast. And if you have not yet left a rating and a review, I would really appreciate if you would take just a couple of minutes to do so. Just like Instagram iTunes has their own algorithm, and the more ratings and reviews the podcast has, the better it does. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next episode.